You can't see it. I'm wearing see my it. 404 gender not found shirt. I have fun shirt that says gender rules may be toxic. Even though I actually forgot what it said because I could only see it in the mirror and I couldn't read it. So I was real confused <laughs> what it said. I am wearing absolutely nothing about gender. I just have my my Mandalorian. Just in case everybody forgot that I'm a big geek. <laughs> you know. I, you know, that, that does slip baby. my mind. Yeah, I and I would also baby. like to say, Amelie, would you like to talk about your mountains behind you? Because they are very exciting. I love them. Okay. So, uh, these are all... I. I I custom designed this mountain range behind me. Um, I used a design that the company started, but it was just like three or four different colors. It was like raspberry and grayscale. So I changed it all to be Angela and my pride flags. I so, love, I love it. So much. So uh, at the very end there, you can see um, it's got black and gray and green and white and yellow. That represents my uh, agenderism and uh, agenderism. I don't know. It, it's it's whatever you want it to be. Made up at one. <laughs> and uh, the yellow also is included in the um, gray romantic flag, which is how I identify my romantic. Uh, relationships then um so that is mount meh and then you have uh then you have the gender queer flag which um we we're calling uh gender ridge gender ridge so gender ridge or sorry queer ridge queer ridge that's what we're calling it so queer ridge queer ridge <laughs> and then uh peak bisexual is up at the top and uh pride rock and then pride we rock backs yep. me up yeah and uh then behind me so the ace flag and the demisexual flag have the same colors uh but specifically this is the demisexual flag that we are representing and it is demi summit and it's funny because it's the oh, it, it's one of the lower ones and so i love it all right it's, is punny and it's prideful and uh, I'm really excited for it. And it also like a dampens sound, so it's actually like a really good thing to film in front of. Because it's yeah, thick felt. Yep. All right, we all enjoyed our our trek through mountains. Through the mountain game mountain. Mountain. I mean, I I got nothing. I mean, I just got movie posters. Well, I think we're actually we're here to talk about <laughs> yeah. episode eleven. Yes. Well, episode eleven, yes. But I just I, had to. I, I had to talk off. about it because damn it, it's behind them. I I know. No, that's fair. I just want to start off with saying because um I got so engrossed in listening to the listening to to Jack and Robin have their discussion, and I'm like eating chocolate covered pretzels and just like engaged in listening that when I decided that my character was going to appear, I 100% forgot to have an accent for like five minutes. <laughs> I didn't want to call you on it. Cause I was like, she's going to remember eventually. I didn't want to be like, Tanya, you sound different, but I was like, she'll remember eventually. And like, well, this whole thing where I'm like, well, I just said something. Do I change now? And then I was in this whole head circle where I was like, do I, do I just start or do I wait for a scene break and then come back and have the action? Like, I'm not sure for so long. Wait for a like, scene crap. break. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, you can, I'm pretty sure you see it on my face because like I have glass face sometimes. <laughs> it's like, 
don't have an accent. I don't know what to do. Just keep saying like monosyllabic things and no one will notice. Meanwhile, Aster was just that a big. That. Meanwhile, Aster was just a punk ass little kid the whole time. I. Okay, I want to. Like, no. I, no. I. About the Aster whole Aster <laughs> thing because it's like background. It's. It starts off as like background comedy, and then it's like background drama, like real heartbreaking drama for anybody like paying attention to background story, right? Because it starts off and we're all like, we've got to get going, right? We've we've got to get out of here. It is not safe. We are with a person who might not be safe, and we got a GTFO, and Aster is like. I didn't get any sleep. I'm not going to be pretty today. It's not I even just that. It's like, I didn't get any sleep. We're going to fight some uh, some big bad people. I didn't get any sleep. I won't be able to do anything to help you people because I have no spells either. So it's like, right. it's a mix it's of both. Like throwing a snit <laughs> about it, right? It's like, um, uh... And I love it. Meanwhile, Finn, who also hasn't had any sleep, has basically munched on the equivalent of a caffeine bar. <laughs> um, yeah. Right? It's just like, I will push through. Um, but then when, when oh, you people we were all overcome with fear, for spells. Uh, like when we were all overcome with fear, right? Yeah. And it hit Aster the hardest, longest. And it's like, there's this big epic mm -hmm. fight happening. And then internal party conflict happening. And the whole time, Aster is like laying in the mud, crying their eyes out. And there's just this whole dramatic shift and and it's all background to yeah. <laughs> a lot of the main movement. And mm -hmm. I I appreciated it. I really appreciated it in the in that 3D story kind of thing because I think of stories that way. What's happening in the forefront, what's happening in the background, right? But I don't know how many people do people catch those, do you think? I also appreciate it because it was like almost everybody else in the group was focusing on fighting and attacking mm -hmm. and like doing the the D and D of it all, like the, the <laughs> that tactical kind of combat stuff. And then Aster is just like Yeah, no, and like the yeah. whole thing is like it was just like everybody was fighting and I'm just like, in theory, yes, I can fight being frightened. Cause that's how the technical stuff works, but Aster wouldn't, no. Right. Their worst fear? No, they would not. They would not try to fight that. Yeah. So, like that's when you start going into like raw and character stuff. Like rules is written and like playing to your character. Like yeah, rules is written. Aster can technically still cast spells. They just can't move closer. They would get disadvantaged. Stuff like that. Right. But character wise, Aster 100% was like, nah, bitch. Like I ain't doing nothing. Like I'm staying right here. I am not approaching this. This is not for me. Y'all do what you want. Whatever. I'm gonna um, lay over here and have a good cry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I wanna I ask... Was... Go ahead. I was gonna say, I wanna ask Amelie how they felt about uh, Jack's little brush with permanent oh, death Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never oh. actually had a character reach that point. Um, because, because usually I am playing spellcasters who, you know, are in the middle slash to the back. Um, uh, I had a rogue at one point who would just stab and disengage, stab and disengage. Um, so I haven't had a fighter who would just stay there 
and I thought it, that the roles really um, did well this time and like played into the characters with Jack being the only one who didn't get scared, who didn't have that fear. Um, because yeah, her thing is protection. Her thing is defense. And she was able to turn around and be that last line of defense for her friends, for right. her, for her little army. Um, and, uh, like, I was scared of having to come up with a new character because I'm really well, falling in love with Jack. 100%, and you probably see it in my face too because I get in glass face. I was trying to figure out what Fen's reaction was going to be when Jack died. Like, that's how close I felt. Okay, this is where we start doing, this is where we start doing the like metagame and Sarah talks as the DM out of character, you know, obviously out of character. There is the possibility, if you guys wish for it, there is resurrection. Um, if that is that something that your characters, but that's another thing we haven't talked about is basically, do your do your characters have wills? Do you have DNRs? Do your characters have that? Because we know that probably Whistler would not be into it because Whistler serves the goddess of death and the transition from life to death. And the idea of resurrection may or may not be anathema to her. You haven't asked her yet. So you haven't asked Jack, if you fall in battle and you go out and your soul leaves your body, what do you want to do after that? Do you want I us to try like to resurrect you or not? Upcoming. Yeah, and honestly, Jack hasn't thought about that ever. Um, orcs, uh, while while they do have a standing army, it's just as much uh, in in the way that I've come about it. Um, it's just as much, you know, Army Corps of Engineers uh, mm -hmm. as anything else. Like they are, they are a standing defense army. It's a, it's what is left over from a time when orcs were more warlike and were more uh, interfighting. And they're, they're, that's just not a need anymore. And so, yeah, this is the first time that she's encountered. Uh, death in a way that is real um and i mean especially like she she <gasps> grew up what i just is your mom still going to be in town when we get back i don't think so i don't okay. think so already, um, like, already oh. left all right because yeah. i'm like i'm gonna be tough <laughs> yeah uh like i think that um these these portals are not good for business <laughs> But um, I, I, I see where you're going with that. And, uh, but yeah, so Jack has never ever thought about death as a real thing. And so, and you know, in, in Orcish culture, resurrection just isn't an option that it, much like gender <laughs> um, or much, much like uh, transness. It, it's just, it's not a thing that is considered because it's not a thing that happens. Um, and so, yeah, I think that if, if uh, she was resurrected without being asked beforehand, she, there would be a lot of confusion and existential crises involved, not because it's anathema to her, but because it is just 
not a thing. Like the whole yeah. the whole uh, Tabaxi with like the Let's the Kitty thing. Like she 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 kind of like just tuned out of that because she didn't pay. She, that's that doesn't make sense. It is alien to her. Um. So yeah, I don't think that like again metagaming. I would uh resurrect her because like i would like to think that fen would you know be like no orcs just don't do that in the same way because i would think minotaurs wouldn't do it either yeah um that's just that's not a thing and while you really want your friend back right you didn't ask <laughs> right and i mean it's a tough call because there's that whole thing you know that what you say you're going to do in a situation and you, mm -hmm. you know, firmly believe like my, my, my moral compass and my personal strength mean that in this moment, I'm going to make this call, right? I could pull the plug, but can you like yeah. when it really comes down to it? Um, which I think is a whole other layer, but I think that it's now in the back of, so for Finland, I think that death, is something that she's very much aware of because of her backstory. But it's also a thing that she tries not to dwell on because it's, it is, it inhabits that terrifying place in the back of her mind that she doesn't like to go to. Um, and so I think that buried in between, like it back in everything, this whole escaping this very real threat getting friends to safety, getting these portals closed, um, doing all that is now this, it's it's no longer very much in the background. It's kind of banging at the forefront of her mind, which I think is going to be very unsettling uh, for her moving forward. Uh, this thought that, like, this is her Aza, right? It's supposed to be that year or so that, you know, Minotaurs leave and get to be basically become adults, you know, um, become really part of, of understanding the world and choose like choose a path and have a better understanding. And that it's, you know, not quite a rumspringa or like a gap year or anything, because you are supposed to be out like bettering your doing stuff. You're supposed to be doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like it's like the gap year where you do like the like volunteering gap year as opposed to just like I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it's like year. the hardest the <laughs> hardest job you'll ever love, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think it's occurred to her that you could die on your Aza, right? And not only that, the possibility of losing her best friend, um, like added, is just going to be a great deal of stress uh, moving forward and probably. I don't, I feel like, I honestly keep feeling like she's kind of oscillating between being very panicky and trying to be very strong, right? And mimicking what she knows, like, her papu would do. Um, you know, what all these you know, big, grizzled, old minotaurs would be doing. Um, but she's also, like, there's a lot of flight and fright in here. Meanwhile, Jack is very much just like, okay, 
we're taking the next we're making the next decision okay time to make 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 the next decision time to make the next decision and uh it she's she's very much in that like um emergency take charge position yeah. right now uh and she she wasn't she wasn't upset that everyone else ran away she it, like she was just like okay nope my turn to you know be the hero as it were you know she she did not but she she did not want to die um but also like the the way that it panned out like if if she died making sure that her friends were safe that was going to be okay for her um, yeah and so that would like been... a veneer though because i feel like that's how i'm playing finland is that the veneer is that she's goal focused right and is that next step what's the next logical step what's the next logical step but for her that's all a scaffolding that is keeping her from thinking about and having to deal with more serious thoughts it it starts as a veneer for jack but it she's comfortable she's comfortable in that position yeah uh she's making good decisions in an emergency right and so because it's working out in her favor it becomes less of a veneer and more of a confidence that's a little bit Anika, everything okay you just kind of i know i oh i can't hear you i was just messing with stuff and then something happened on discord and i'm like oh okay yeah, i was like oh no are we the, being i saw the oh god and i was like well, yeah i saw no, the and i saw the eye movement face. i okay. it's fine so i do have a question as the dm you, you do um, not have to share this if you do not feel comfortable um i did say in there whatever you imagine is your worst fear is happening in front of you right now if you guys would like to share with that what your character's worst fear is you can if you don't want to again no pressure but if you want to share what was going through your mind right then, now is the time. I didn't have to make that decision. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. So, at the end, at the end of our game, I messaged everybody and I said, "Hey, I'm probably after the whole break from Sherwood. I'm probably not going to play Aster." <gasps> spoilers, spoilers. Uh, so that is because of the whole goddamn minute. Because I was fucking frightened the whole minute <laughs> and Aster's worst fear is their dad dying because they lost their mom at an early age and so that's their worst fear and basically they just like watched that over and over for a whole minute and so yeah <laughs> yeah that's do what you will with that <laughs> Mike just said now I feel bad <laughs> no <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, okay. Mike. Also, I wanted to bring it into like DM thing. I asked Mike. I think I said this before. I asked Mike to come in. And I said, "Be evil. Be bad. Mess their shit up." And Mike said, "Okay." And that's what we did. That's a hundred percent. These last two episodes. That's what Mike's character has come in and done, which is exactly what this group needed. I'm not even gonna lie. So I want to say this to Mike because Mike is is uh, watching us on Twitch right now. Um. <laughs> Don't feel bad. We have all agreed that we're here to sure. to participate in a story that is engaging and interesting to us, not be completely married to these characters um, 
you know, if if it feels like a character needs to exit for a reason, then that's part of the story. And we are we are more engaged in the story than we are in the characters to yeah. an extent. I mean, we all love our characters, but like I know, I'm like I I <laughs> I don't want to walk away from Fenland like, right now, but um, I don't think that Annika's coming at it from uh, from a I quit of flipping the table. Uh, he's like <laughs> kind of standpoint. For super villain, I'm kind of a softie, is what he said after that. <laughs> okay, so um, eh, hands down in real life, behind your back, Mike, we call you a big cinnamon bun. Yeah, yes. <laughs> for sure. Um. I just need everybody to know that that Mike is. <laughs> Mike is good people. He's yes. doing what I asked him to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think it's... I think big big evil should make you should make question you everything? question. Yeah, should make you question everything. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's you're not having an existential crisis. You're not <laughs> having to fight something where. Okay, this is this is me going. This is part of the hero's journey. This is part of yes. the hero's journey. Like oh, I, I don't want to completely somewhere. reference. Like, do you have the book nearby? I don't have mine nearby. I think it's on the shelf that is yeah, literally mine's like over the there. But uh, mine's over there somewhere. I, all my books are across the room. But I would go get it and be like, "Hero's journey, hero's journey." <laughs> um. So I read that. So. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a huge, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and that's a whole other kettle of fish. But because I was a Star Wars fan from a very young age, I got very interested in the hero's journey. Uh, because for the original trilogy, um, Joseph Campbell was heavily consulted, um, and his works were um, very much a part of de developing that story, which is what makes the those those that original trilogy hold together so well. Because they are based in a uh, a Western story arc that we all are very are aware of, it's, and it's just ingrained in our brains that we are not even sure we don't even know we know it. Like we, we don't, don't even know, know it's beyond, it, it's it's like a trope on steroids. Yeah. So it is it is a meme. So I know that yeah. nowadays um, we use meme to be a funny thing I shared on the internet, right? Yeah. But a meme but is mimetic knowledge. But mimetic knowledge um, is these bits of knowledge that we share that make our zeitgeist that create our culture. And for Westerners, the hero's journey is very much embedded in our zeitgeist. Um. <clears throat> and so I, I love the moments, those moments where you have to face yourself. It's Luke in the cave, right? Where you, where you are standing there in this moment and you have to ask yourself, who am I? What, what is like, who is choosing my purpose? Am I choosing my purpose? <laughs> Has somebody like, is somebody directing my purpose? Um, and this it reflects real life too you know there are moments in our not just our daily lives but culturally uh like right now <laughs> where you are faced with something so it seems like a unavoidable b like something you, a knot you cannot untie you don't know where it begins you don't know where it ends um, but it's how you tackle that, right? That says a lot about your character. And I don't think there's a wrong way. You know, I don't think that 
I dug in and I untied the knot is the answer. It's an answer. Um, so I appreciate storytelling moments like this is the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, a journey. <laughs> yeah. Let's we'll see. Um, something that like Jack might have to, you know, deal with is the fact that, you know, while she didn't see her worst fear, um, she doesn't know what everyone else saw. She doesn't know that everyone else was frightened because their worst fear was in front of them. She has no idea. She just knows that her friends were all scared. There was a there was an enemy coming at them, and she had to be the. I mean, for all Jack knows, they were just scared of that troll. Yeah, right. exactly. I um, imagine you guys haven't had point... a debrief. You haven't had that like <laughs> decompression after I've battle. Been, so I'll be honest. I've been trying to figure out what what it is exactly that Fen saw because I imagined at some point. Because I was like, ah, I could keep going and it'll just remain a mystery. <laughs> um, but I was like, there's got to be a point where Jack is going to be like, Finn has seen trolls. Finn has dealt with trolls. Like, it's it's a mountain culture, you know, issue that sometimes trolls get worked up and you can't. <laughs> All about to say. Also, like, to say this is a metaphor. Like, it's and a, not a very, very thinly, ma like, veiled one. Like, very no. much for those of us that, because we just did a panel on being, like, like uh, marginalized gender in gaming. Like, the fact that we just dealt with a troll in-game, and that's things I, that we all deal with out of game. Yeah. Very not, like, not very thinly veiled, uh, veiled, like, metaphor, simile reference at all okay sorry can you analogy yeah. <laughs> you mean that when you try and actually engage it you actually get hurt as much as yeah <laughs> as much as you're like, hurting sometimes it. your best option is to just walk away yeah yeah um sorry tanya you were on a thing but i had don't to throw that in there um, <laughs> yeah. and then i realized it don't i was like story-wise i just feel like at some point jack's gonna be like why what would you what the hell like what and i was like yeah. oh shit i mean like in that I moment in that moment what jack was thinking was finn's in charge of getting the scared people out like, right it, it was it was they but were finn was hiding behind a big rock <laughs> jack didn't see that <laughs> Jack, like Jack, Jack didn't see anything of what was happening. Jack turned around, pulled out her sword and her shield, and said, "Let's go, mother cluckers." Oh, um, and when she saw that, like, it, like she she got the idea that everyone else was scared because nobody else was coming up next to her. Right. So that's when she was just like, "Nah, run." get out of here. I'm going to take care of this. This is my thing. This is what I do. And then, and so in her mind, Finn is in charge of that part of protecting the party, of making sure that everyone else gets out. So she doesn't know yet that Finn was scared. Um, and so okay. that's going to be, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting. Um, oh yeah. Get prepared for this big decompress on Sunday when we record on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I'm yeah. like, for Finn, it's going to be, like, an embarrassment. This is a thing that has never happened. Like, she's never basically been forced into a position where she couldn't engage. Um, um, 
Be so, prepared for Astra to say nothing. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna fireman carry on my shoulder. Like she can fall asleep. Don't worry. <laughs> Wait, now you can sleep. Yeah, now you can sleep. Upside now down. you can nap. Not a shower though. No baths. No baths. Yeah. Just can I get my long rest food. though? At least you're fine. <laughs> can I get my four hours? <laughs> I, I, it's like, I need so little, and you're just like, I didn't even get that. I was like, I need my spells, please. I really appreciated how you played Aster in that time. Like that was that to me was some excellent storytelling. <laughs> um, of like, yeah, no, I, I, I am going to be the grump who does not do no sleep well. You yeah. literally need your beauty rest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's magical, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, it also plays into the fact that Aster really didn't have any spells left. Like yeah. Aster was like, "What the hell am I, I gonna do?" So I literally had like, well, I had I had the new spells that I got from leveling yeah. up. Well, because then, you like, cast clouded deck. Yeah, I had right? like I had like two level two spell slots and then three level threes that I spent one sending a message for joke for shits and giggles. So I had two left. She I had two I of each. Love Aster. <laughs> that was it. Like I, those were all the spells I had and I was like oh, I don't really want to use them. <laughs> so, But I, I think it's good um, because very few classes I mean none, none really are super well rounded. Um <laughs> You tend to be, you're good at being the fighter in the back. You're good at being the fighter in the front. You know, well, you're good at being the spellcaster. You're good yeah. at healing people, but it's very hard to do everything. If you're doing characters well, if you're not trying well, to like also, min like, The whole thing is again. that like, I can understand why none of your characters understood what Aster was going through. Because none of you guys are like super heavy spellcasters. Like we have the two paladins. And they don't like, even like. Right? Well, and then and then um uh, oh, and then and Robin. Then Robin. Yeah. But Robin yeah. also already has Robin has their magical items yeah. that they have already made. Yeah. And so Robin like, has pan. No one. So Robin understands. has other things. <laughs> no one understands that I need sleep for spells. Right. And the fighters <laughs> are like, wait, what do you mean? There's no money in my bank. There's still checks in my checkbook. Like we have. There's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Like yeah, Jack is just like, why wouldn't I be able be allowed to eat? Like, the, the, I'm in a community; they're gonna feed me. Duh. Fuck <laughs> what? It's okay. It. It's okay. Um, I'm just so I'm excited, but I'm sad for Aster to go eventually. But y'all, I'm so ready for new character. <laughs> I know. All right. So for ready. those who don't know, Annika has already like it's already arted up. Every backstory. They have been sending me messages like, "Can it's I do this?" Done. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, let's do." It. I was like, "We can tweak it like this because this is blah blah." And they were like, "Okay." And then I got like a full backstory, and I'm like, "Okay, I'll read this when I get home." Like, like <laughs> the hyperfixation was real, and it still oh. is. So. so uh, tell us in the comments, because, like, I was really concerned that I was going to have to roll a new character, um, but I have no ideas for a new character, so tell me what I should play next, like, no matter what. <laughs> How about a nimble, I, this is for me. How about a nimble, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if she does not play a nimble, right, in a game within the next three months, she's going to have 12 nosebleeds. <laughs> 
Like, it's just it's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's okay. I will also take circular spores. <laughs> True. <laughs> or, or bunny onesie wearing goblin. These are the three <laughs> options. Because <laughs> I, I have. Dude, I just went back to my roots with a tea flame. <laughs> A tiefling. My first ever D and D character was a tiefling, and I was like, you know, I haven't played a tiefling since then. Tanya, so. is there a teeny based on tieflings? <laughs> Not yet. But oh. man, I love I love a good tea pun. So my mom just said you should play. There will be a tea. There's a tea coming out. Um, what's today? The 14th. Yes. Yeah. So there is a tea coming out in two days. That is a tea pun. So my mom said, "A girly girl that like that is like a badass fighter." That's what Jack I is. Know, that's what that I is like, That defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> Just do Jack, Jack. redo it. like re Jack. Yeah, Jack again. Just Jack, but like a different version, like something else. Um, Let me see. So do you I want to be a furbolg this time. I love furbolgs. <laughs> Oh, so, okay, this is so just something much. that, um, as the DM, I never get like, to talk about character and, like, characters that I like to play and stuff like that. So I'm just going to take some time because we were talking about characters. So I am lucky enough, to, again, to be the DM to make all these NPCs that you don't get to see all their really cool backstory. And you don't get to really see all the really cool things they can do. And these NPCs, a lot of them are so much more over, like, so much more, like, they're, like, level 10 to 12. Um, and so, like, if they just came in, they would just be wiping. Like, the, the group would have nothing to do if the NPCs came in and were, like... Pfft. Yeah, we took care of that troll in two hits. Like, don't right. like, duh! You need acid or fire to take care of a troll. And there, and like, this group is just like, oh, I hit it, and it goes down, and it comes back up, and they're like, why the fuck is it coming back? I up? don't yet have a weapon that has flaming attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, my next mom on clarified. the list. I, I might talk to the DM about getting some magical weapons. <laughs> my mom clarified and said, I meant like glitter and rainbows. <laughs> okay, so instead, instead no of Instead of girly floral aesthetic, yeah. which is what Jack is, do me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna on. You, so I got. I have the ability to upload a picture onto the stream. I can put. So a fear bulb that puts glitter. Dude, fear bulbs are so hair. cute. Love to bring it back to a conversation. I've never. I have. I've, uh, okay. I'm. I, I'm getting on my phone because I actually don't know what a fear bulb is. Like I know that. They in um volos i believe again all of my stuff is over yeah, there all my books my books are four feet away from me i can't yeah mine are too and i'm not getting up um <laughs> segment go get it for me segment go use go Aww. use your disposable thumb um so uh oh they found a fear book i think <laughs> oh, no, like I, I just i just googled it and clicked images like yeah the, you know what they kind of remind me of is that uh like in just some of these illustrations is uh the rocks in frozen yeah i can see that I, i'm yeah. gonna go off and we're gonna talk about critical role for a hot minute here <laughs> okay so just bear with me so before pumat soul was introduced before pumat soul was introduced fear bogs they are giant ken but they were very much like the the look was very much like they are in the pictures that you get in volo's guide to monsters but the way that Matt described Pumat Soul was having kind of a bovine nose, which is not yeah. incorrect for what you see. But people just took that and went, 
cow person. Cow. Yeah. And is... so now, every, and so the other two fear bogs that have since appeared in Critical Role, sorry, Annika and anybody else that watches it, spoiler alert, if you're, if you're not up to it, but Neela and Caduceus are very much like dear cow people. There is a Caduceus clay tea. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw it, yeah. though. Clearly. Um, so, uh, so like before that, before the introduction of Pumat Soul, like two years ago, Fearbogs were very much giant kin that had a little bit of fur. And then yep. Matt describes Pumat Soul as having a bovine nose, and now it's just okay, they're they're cow people. So we having cow people in Minotaurs in our world, and we had somebody that was interested in playing a Fearbog, and they were like, Well, and I was like, first of all, there can be more than one cow people, and second of all, they're different. Because if we want Fearbogs to still be in that lane, I was like, there are yaks. There are buffalo, there are goats and deer, and like there's all these other like undulates. And ungulates. Like ungulate people. Yeah, all the other undulates and hooved creatures that we can like use. So I was like, don't worry about it. It's like minotaurs are just a very specific, like they are like cattle, cows, bulls, cows. Um, so that has to go on like that rant because fear bogs before this were just like kind of short giants with shaggy hair. And now they're cow people. Yeah, that's so what Google I, was showing me. Yeah. I, yeah, so it's kind of funny to me um, because I had this whole thing because I am an old D&D player. I'm like, I fell asleep somewhere and I woke up and tieflings were all Ooh. sorts of crazy colors, which was not, not <laughs> what they were before, right? Like, it just hey, happened. Because you read old D&D stuff and tief they're like, tieflings can be red. Or and human colors. Yeah. All and human then colors or red. Red. And then basically what happened was the queers got a hold of it and the queers said no. So somebody, the queers said any color, tieflings are rainbows. Somebody Fuck on you. TikTok <laughs> actually like made I this whole the TikTok, the TikTok and I was is like, hilarious. But that's what got me thinking. So I'm going to, mm, do I want to let people in on my little like down the rabbit hole drow or drow? We can have that conversation later too. Um uh rabbit hole that i fell down into yet was it yesterday yeah that's or? something that we was something we talked about is we do not have drought 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 whatever you want to call them we do not and we haven't drow. met any of them at this point in at rendon hearth but i did not want to stereotype an entire race same thing with goblins and orcs and all of these other sort of quote-unquote monstrous races that they are always bad that's not what we do but so I was just calling them, they're called mountain elves. So we have mm -hmm. wood elves and you have sea elves and you have desert elves and you have mountain elves. And as we've talked about before, like I have a big idea, but I'm also just like, if you guys have ideas, just write that shit down and tell me. And Tanya decided to go down a rabbit hole and, and we are kind of vibing on this because the, the it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, literal rabbit hole because it makes sense because I'm thinking, I was like, okay, they're mountain, they're mountain elves, which is why they have dark skin and light hair because they don't live in the light. And I'm like, that's as far as I got with it. I was like, okay, whatever. And then Tanya went, <laughs> so Tanya, take it away. So I, um, so we made a post recently where we asked people, do you create characters just for funsies that aren't actually maybe going to be in a game? We all do it. It's kind of like a. But again, as the DM, I'm like, ooh, this oh, OC right. can be an NPC now. Lucara so is I'm... an NPC I created like three years ago for a game that never happened and I get to use her. I um I I am so happy that the Circle of Spores druid is now codified in um Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, right? 
And so I, because I, Tanya, am enamored of fungus, really, really, really wanted to create a character. And for whatever reason, it felt really natural that this character would be a drow or drow. Um, and then I, when I started picturing her in my head, though, it just, the whole very, very dark, almost black skin and the white hair just didn't feel right. And honestly, from a biological sense, it just didn't feel right. Because when you see, other than like the mammals that live towards the front of caves, anything that lives in a cave for a long time doesn't necessarily get dark, right? In fact, they get translucent. <laughs> but I was like, I didn't want to go that route either because that's largely like amphibians and insects and stuff. But I thought, well, if you look at the way that animals just naturally develop, they would have some kind of camouflage, kind of camouflage. And so I was like, what if then their skin basically looks like rock, right? The kind of whatever rock is around them. Yeah, you can post some of the pictures that I did. So like, um, I started thinking, I myself, I love that y'all both picked pictures that I posted, but they were different. <laughs> so I have, um, I have vitiligo, um, which means that there are parts of my body that no longer make color. The, 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 the bits in your cell that create color are completely dead. Right. And so I love the idea of this look that is almost like vitiligo this um so in the one that annika showed right that is like a reddish stone and then it's actually like a white and purple fungus that is growing on on it which is just fantastic right um so i was like what if the skin looks like this or like it also is like think like um like um stretch marks right like the kind of extreme stretch marks that people get like after pregnancy or after they've lost a lot of weight or whatever and it's because that is very reminiscent of striations and yeah like this like striations that you see in rock um and i was like what if like that was like considered kind of like the height of beauty right to have these almost like stretch mark looks um and then uh courtney who some of you might remember from our a holiday one shot um she suggested that for festivals uh, they even paint those kind of stretch marks and the little um like vitiligo marks with uh metallic paints so it's like ores like looks like ore in rock and so i just went on this i hours long journey of just in my head completely reinventing the way that this race looks can't be drought that have dark skin and like right. because if they live in an area that's coal or obsidian or you know something right. that is a darker rock like uh, iron ore whatever it is yeah. if they if that's where their mountains if that's what their mountains look like but then if you have the ones that live in like that have like limestone like their skin is not going to be quite as dark obviously and right. if it's just if it's kind of reflective of the 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 mountain and the like stone that they live around there's like we all know this like stone comes in eight bazillion different colors exactly. so it just depends on what mountain range they're from essentially and where they live in said mountain where range. right are they outside the mountain high up in the mountain very deep in the yeah. mountain like yeah that i think that and yeah so i went on this whole thing and i was just like if 
If I can fall asleep for five friggin' minutes and wake up and tieflings can be a million different colors and I miss that, I'm gonna friggin' change this for me. So I'm like, in any world I run in, that's what they're gonna look like from like here on out because it, I, um, I uh, took a lot of geology classes. I was actually a geology major at SFA um, for three years. Uh, before I was told that my only career paths were oil and gas or oil and gas, which is not true, by the way. If you have, if you're in geology and somebody tells you that, do not believe them. But I did. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I bailed uh, and ultimately went with uh, archaeology cl and classical studies um, and then eventually museum studies. Um, I have two degrees. Yay. Um and this is what I'm doing with my time. Well, Actually, I love meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, you love do it. that. I make tiefling green. <laughs> that's how mine. That's me. Is that how? Should the tiefling be green? Hey. Tiefling okay. green. Tiefling green. So here's the thing: is especially going back to the DM. Like, and of course, Tanya and I have said this every all the time. Like, Tanya and I remember a time playing D and D when tieflings weren't a thing. Like, there was a time when you played D and D when you did not have the option of being a tiefling. Nope. You did not have the option of being. You could be, look, you could be a man. <laughs> or a dwarf. a dwarf or an elf and dwarf was a friggin dwarf and elf were both classes classes <laughs> so um so Tanya and I remember that time like I remember when I first started playing your options for races were human dwarf yep. elf and half halfling half elf. and gnome half oh, yeah. elf and you half couldn't elf. even play a half orc like half orc wasn't half even orc. an option for that and and in doing so, you were class restricted. So humans could basically be any class. But if you played an elf, you could not be a paladin. If you played a gnome, you could not be a fighter, whatever it was. Like it was class restricted, which is stupid. Um, which is one reason when we were like, when we were like, this is one reason why 5e is like, we're like, mwah to 5e. Like, so I, yeah, I want to say that it makes sense. So to, yeah. to walk people back and one of these days, Sarah and I, and maybe Mike, if we can get him to agree. If whoever, any kind of old school gamer I can find, I will run a, like, we'll do D&D like and then <laughs> But like to walk down the, like the history, the sort of yeah. evolution of it is it started. I mean, I want you to picture like Warhammer and those kinds of games where not even warhammer because warhammer wasn't it was napoleonic and civil yes. war war gaming it, it, that's I'm what afraid, it was like, what would people like yeah watching this be aware of right yeah. where the way that your character your and original like your i i please go look up men and monsters and read it um, but it's so prescribed, right? It's so prescribed about how you can interact with the world. And so the first iterations of D&D and AD&D, right, are morphing out of that. So it starts off super prescriptive and then they lose a little bit of that prescriptiveness and a little bit more of that prescriptiveness. And now we've gotten to 5e where, um, you know, Wizards of the Coast is like flip the table and they're like, what? Fucking play it however you want. It even but, says so. It's funny because that's that's how languages evolve too. Yes. Like if you if you watch uh, if you look at you know I'm just using Greek as an example. Like there's <laughs> funny enough where the majority of the people talking here are familiar with Greek. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, are like, we gonna it, talk about the digamma? Because if we talk about the digamma, then hi Lars. Hi Lars. <laughs> hi Lars. Uh, no, but if you look at like ancient versus Koine versus uh, Byzantine Hellenic. versus yeah, uh, yeah Hellenic oh, versus yeah. Uh, yeah. I use the term. I I learned the term Byzantine. Right. Um, and uh, and then modern Greek. What you see is. Uh, a, a less and less grammatical structure being enforced, but more and more vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> so much more vocabulary. And so uh, the, the complexity is still there, but it's just a different complexity. And so the way that you're describing this evolution of D&D &D sounds very familiar because you get less and less prescriptive in how things can be structured but then that allows for more stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about more stuff, right? So there's more. So I do miss. I that, wanna was the, say, that was my geek out of the day. Okay, thank I you. I want to say it was, was it two or three? Uh, when did like when did all the books came out where you could get an entire book that was, hey, we could get an entire book that was like the fighter's handbook, the. Three and 3.5. I think that was three and 3.5. Okay, I was like, it was right in there somewhere, I remember. Um, I kind of missed those. But I was even reading um, a Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. And there's like a little a little blurb at the bottom of one of the pages at the, at the beginning. Like, that's like yay big. But it basically says, look, we put this book together. We think it's a really interesting story. Like, there's some great characters. And you can like run it start to finish. But if you want, you can just take parts of it. You can just use a building that we have a map for. You can use the map and change all the names. You can like do whatever you want with this that we've created. You don't have to use it as a whole. It doesn't have to be a campaign mod module. It can just be a thing you harvest for parts, basically. I am paraphrasing, clearly. Um, and I thought, why is this blurb not bigger? Why have we not like made it super bold, like put it on the front page and it's like everywhere in every D&D &D book because it's a thing that, you know, Sarah and I keep coming back to is that the people who develop these books, who develop these campaign modules, I guess we don't call them modules anymore. They're called modules, yeah. Okay. I was like, is that out of they're date? They're more called, is it, well, they still have, they're technically still mod, some of them are still modules. But yeah. because they don't they don't do as many like smaller thin modules yeah, that you really get. Those. They're just like adventure books. They're full yeah, on like full on adventure books. I do that's miss why Tales, Tales from the Yawning Portal is a bunch of modules put into one book. Yes. Which that's my jam. But um so um first of all I love the yawning portal, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, because I love a good dungeon crawl. How many um, times can we get Tanya to say kettle of fish in this OC? Right? Uh, sometimes I, yeah, I have, I marched to my own kettle of fish. It was a button that I used to wear in high school. Um, but at any rate, because that's like what we always come back to is that when you look at any of these books and you're looking at any of these races and any of these classes and any of the places and anything, it's like, use it as your jumping off point and your inspiration. If you are, if you love it as is, you know, nothing wrong with that. If you think tieflings should be a million and one colors and not just human colored and variations of red, 
then now you have a whole Skittles world worth of tieflings. Um, if you want to, by the way, I did, we finally got the Theros book and I read the Minotaurs, which is two pages, by the way. Wizards of the Coast, I would like you to hire me to make a whole book on Minotaurs for reasons. I just want to say. So it's two pages and it was, yep. eh. it was a, like, they're like, most of them are evil because Co-signed. of alteration. <laughs> I was like, pass. Um, but, uh, like if it's a thing like that, where it's not something that makes you happy, you think you've got a better idea so, or, you know, go Lars, for it. Lars plays, uh, Minotaur in our, in the Theros game I run. People? Huh? Does he eat people? No. So Lars's character Rat. is named Throckmorton. He named him after a meme. Yes. The, the cousin Throckmorton meme. <laughs> Lars named his character after that, and he made a he made a southern gentleman, and like he speaks it, like though. the very big southern accent, and he was a gladiator. And the way that I made like gladiator matches is that it's basically like WWE, where it's all staged, right? Like that's how gladiator matches go in the in like my version of Theros. Um, and I was like, it's all fake. They all rehearse it beforehand, and Lars is like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, you want to talk about? Oh, uh, Sorry, his character. Ahead. So the reason his character left the gladiator stuff is because he's training one of my other players to be like a fighter. Because my brother's a barbarian, and it's it hasn't clicked that he's a barbarian and that she's a fighter. <laughs> like their characters haven't that, realized it that they're different. <laughs> I so have he... a weird soft spot for <laughs> minotaurs. I just I anybody love ever character baby cows. Especially like baby Elon Koo. <laughs> Lars loves okay. Throckmorton. This is this is a, a thing that I kickstarted to call the Seeds of Odari. It's like a whole Ooh. nautical supplement or whatever. But this is before uh, Minotaurs became a playable race in 5e. They have a thing about Minotaurs in their the map is falling out. And I would like to say that Minotaurs are are tours as they are called. And most people are a rare sight around Vodari. They uh, are most known for their size and strength. Um... Like, these once brutal conquerors have turned into a peace-loving meritocracy. And it does not say anything about them eating people. So, um, if you like better a representation of Minotaurs, uh, look for the season of Otari. To be fair, the other- Theros, it doesn't say anything about them eating people, but that is the yeah. old school. In the Monster Manual, it does. In the Monster, Monster Manual, it does. Manual, it does. <laughs> so, the reason I also brought over my second edition books is because I wanted to read this. Class Restrictions and Level Limits. The human race has one special ability in the AD&D game. Humans can choose to be any uh, any class. Warrior, wizard, priest, or rogue. We won't go into like the breakdowns on that. And can rise to great level in any class. The other races have fewer choices of character classes and usually are limited in the level they can attain. You literally had less options for what you could be and you couldn't reach the highest levels in said la- class. But here's the thing. Um, da, 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 da. The limits are high. Uh but there's a special thing that non-humans could be. If you were a human, you could not multi-class. So uh, you had to be a, any other of what they call demi-human races in this to be able to multi-class. You couldn't do that as a human. You could dual class, which was you stop taking levels in one class and continue right. taking levels in another. But you could not, you know, well, you fight a fight match, phase thief and all that stuff so if we want to do a deep dive into that i have second edition i don't have first edition but 
That's what the trove is for. By the way, I just got invited to a Facebook group that is um, all about first edition. Wow, look at that. It's, <laughs> I know. And so I'm kind of, I'm, I want to harvest it kind of for ideas and look at like what people are talking about because I really do want to have uh, the OOC or something else that we do where we really talk about where we kind of get into the meat of the changes and where we're going. It's going to bring up is uh, Tanya mentioned Men and Monsters and then I'm going to bring up Art and Arcana, which is a visual history of Dungeons and Dragons, which does uh, talk about, I, I don't have the special edition version, but Men and, does, Men and Monsters. I cannot, I can't remember. I know there's a, there's also, a, there's like a documentary on Amazon, uh, on Prime. But this uh, talks about the wargaming and the miniature gaming and stuff like that, obviously, because it's it's literally takes it's a visual history. It takes you through the history of Dungeons and Dragons and like how TSR fell apart and like all of that stuff. So all of my books, I went and picked up some of them. Yay. Um, so I, I I think I've made a decision that if I do end up having to my next character, um, I want to delve deeper into how I started setting up uh, Dragonborn, um, and I want to I, I want to explore that more. So I think my next character is going to be another Dragonborn, but I don't think it'll be Silver again. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm excited now. I don't, I'm I not, say, because that means that Jack has died. No, 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 no. Jack, Jack's or dead. Run away. Um, I will say, that we need, we need to, we've done Jack some things. Jack is still watching. Jack <laughs> is still watching. Um, uh, I think we've done things about, like, you know, we've done the memes of, like, what vibe do I give off, or, you know, all that stuff. I think we need to just do a poll, or not even a poll, just, like, comment on, like, what races and classes, we need to do this on Annika, Amelie, Tanya, hold me to this. That we need to put a thing on one of the Facebook groups. It's like, do you gravitate to a certain race and class and why? Because when I was younger, of course, I was like, I'm going to be an elf ranger. Like, you know, like the stereotypical, like 13, 14 year old, like super obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Like, I'm going to be Legolas kind of like thing. And now I'm like, fuck you, I'm a dwarf paladin. Like, like I, if you invite me to play in your game, I'll be like, can I be a paladin? Like, no, yes. I'm like, okay. The next time, Sarah, do you want to play a different character? No, can I just be a different kind of paladin? I will play pallies all day, every day. I, I love paladins. I, I, I'm a different paladin. Like, I'm still a dwarf. I'm a little taller and a different gender. And oh, I will change the race up. My beard yeah. is a different color. I will change the race up. Right now, I'm playing a half orc paladin. Her name is Odit, and she's great. Um, and then, but like, I'm like, ooh. What about right. this elven paladin that's like the god like paladin that. of the goddess of love and they're like a redemption pal like i have like all of these different because there's, like, there's all these different paladin like sub things that you can choose and i'm just like paladins and i'm <laughs> not a religious person i am in fact an atheist but i'm like nope i freaking love paladins they're the greatest the greatest class ever as far as i'm concerned they're the best and it's like i realized that in the last like five years every time even when i'm playing like D, &D games like video games i'm like making a paladin Making a paladin. I, love I am now. I am now going to make my amorphous gnome in a in a bunny rabbit onesie a paladin. I am going to figure out how to do that now. So the two. So this. I. The way I like to make characters that are gigantic. So if they are seventy feet, seven to eight feet tall, I oh, love gigantic. making those. Love making characters like that, except for like the characters I've made for this game. And then for non-spellcasters, I love monks. 
And then for spellcasters, I really like druids. So like, so those I are have the, this thing because when I, <laughs> um, so when when I started in second edition, there weren't a lot of options, um, and so I gravitated towards fighter because can I tell you that as complicated as magic casting is now, now <laughs> y'all, my little like in college brain was already like fried with homework and whatever. I could not like it was hard yes. enough doing like Thacko and all of that, right? But to have yeah. added all the extra stuff. That's why I picked I Monk for my it. first like hardcore campaign. That's why I picked Monk. And then I like dipped into spellcasting when I picked Way of the Four like Way of the Four Elements to get like just like three spells. And that was it. Right. <laughs> so I love so I have to say when it changed, like when because monk was not a thing. Um, when it changed where there were more classes and then they, they've played with various subclasses and class paths and various ways of doing things. Um, and that they, they busted the multi-class issue and, and all that kind of stuff that, that it took me a while. I was like in my safety bubble for a very long where I'm like, I am an elf and I am a fighter, which I know is what Fenlin is. But, but that's because that based was on Finland. my first character. So, uh, yeah. but that was like my safety bubble, right? Um, but I have in the last uh, few years, and really, really since five E, been like emboldened to try new things, and that excites me. But I do, I do find it interesting that people tend to gravitate towards. Uh, so these are the classes. These are the classes from second edition, warrior. Standard is fighter, and then your subsets are ranger and paladin. Yep. Wizard, your subsets. Mage, which is the overall just kind of like jack of jack of all trades, master of none. Illusionist, and the other. So like evoker, necromancer, stuff like that. Priest, which your priests are clerics, druids, and other. And it explains nothing about other in the book. It just says other. And then rogues, you could be a thief or a bard. Okay. Which I have to say, like, yeah, it ended up being like, um, catch all, and I'm, I hate to use this word, but this is kind of what happened, shamans. And that was like a whole thing that people kind of did under that, that heading. So and luckily speaking, that speaking of classes, yesterday for my birthday, we were playing Jackbox games and we were playing trivia murder party. And one of the trivia questions was which one of these are not like our D, D classes and i was like oh i should have this down everything it listed were not D, &D classes they were D, D backgrounds and so i picked none of them but the game picked all of them and we're like this is the right answer i was like this is not right jackbox tv fix, tri fix trivia murder party it's your game it's wrong mojang fix your game <laughs> oh mojang doesn't make jackbox was it like charlatan urchin like, like yeah like soldier and stuff and i was like these are not classes they are bad and all of my friends who were playing with me they were like wow you should have gotten that right and i was like i did get it right i did get it right the game is clearly wrong <laughs> yeah i was so <gasps> i have the documentation i will cite my sources all right we're Let's at say, our hour uh, do we want to do yeah. a wrap up 
Uh, the wrap up. Uh, Mike Nysel is a nice person. Do not hold him accountable for all of the bad things that his character <laughs> is doing to or the group. Or possibly leaving in yeah. the future. Uh, do not blame him. He is just doing what I asked him to do, which was be mean to the group. So we're on that. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to hear us talk about, especially me and Mike and Tanya and other people that have played for a while, we'll get some other gamers that have been gaming for more than 20 years. We'll come on and talk about the history of D&D for a while. If you guys want to hear that, let us know because... I love, of course, I was like a history person, like I'm a historian, that's what my freaking degree is in. So I love talking, I love doing deep dives into stuff like this. So uh, we'll all pull out like our first edition, second edition, third edition books and be like, Whoa! we will, we might talk about fourth edition, but probably not because no. Um, Speaking of fix your game. <laughs> There, okay, so the, a quick run-up. Fourth edition was Dungeons & Dragons trying to make a tabletop game for video gamers. Yeah. And oh. it did not work. Oh, oh no. Oh, they, tried so to take a, they tried to take a video game and say, oh, this is what people like in video games, and we're going to put it in a TTRPG, and people will, people will come back our TTRPG. People said, ha-ha, this is crap, and left. And then they're like, and then they did a major revamp, and then we're going to simplify it, and then 5e happened. People were like, oh, we're coming back now. Yeah, <laughs> no. This is what happened. Five, 5e is what I wanted. 5e is what I wanted 3.5 to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, if you guys want to hear us talk about, like, classes, characters, let us know what you want to hear us talk about in other OOCs. Uh, anybody else have a wrap-up about their characters and what's going to be happening in the next episode when we record on Sunday? Just Yo, having not, a big debrief. I'm not going to kill Jack off, but, like, oof. <laughs> I, that was a good, good bad, one. bad word good one. No, I am not going to kill off Jack, uh, but also, um, now I really am excited about making this new dragonborn and so we're just gonna have to have <laughs> it's okay we're just gonna have to have a dnd one-off where with, we all get to play with me <laughs> if I, for me the green tiefling i've decided tieflings depending on their color they it's it's like color theory <laughs> you get a blue and a yellow oh, tiefling like they make a green is? baby I was gonna say also here's the thing is because if we look at it as far as like color having theory. fiendish heritage Fiends aren't all red. There are green fiends. Yeah. fiends. There are white fiends. There are black fiends. And like, is it demonic or are you devilish? Or are you the neutral, like, neutral Ooh. evil fiends, which oh, are like, the, whatever. If... So it's like, what is, your, what, is your, what is your fiendish heritage? Does it come from a pit fiend? Yeah. Does it come from a succubus? Does it come from a bone devil? Weird. Whistler's got to have a wait, time. Wait. I was just thinking that. Whistler's got to have such a time with my character. Oh. <laughs> oh no, poor Whistler. Every time Whistler casts, like, whatever that is to find fiends, it's like, well, you have it's them right gonna next to you. Tieflings, tieflings don't spark that. Tieflings okay. don't trigger that. Because oh, you are be a so humanoid. Oh, there's so not, there's funny, not enough fiend in funny. you to trigger the, like, the, the thing. Low but level. It is just, it's just like, yeah, it's just like the heritage. It's like uh, if somebody wanted to play a Genasi, like it wouldn't find an elemental because you would be Genasi. Right. Oh, but it'd be so funny though. But but I think have, it, it's like it's like going back to like it, just any kind of like real, real world prejudice of like any kind of thing. It's like, oh, oh, what? Mm, no. Mm. It's like, yeah, just like, like the one drop rule. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, let's find out what happens in the near future. <laughs> um, 
uh, anybody have anything else they want to add to this OOC? Otherwise, I'm going to go reshelve my books. <laughs> and I had to bring them over here because I was like, we're talking about second um, edition. I have the books. I mean, um, I want to say, like, uh, thanks for being here. Once. Yes. Um, and I'm excited to find I, You asked what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, the next the next game that I'm anticipating a lot of role playing. Like I am anticipating I so much role playing. It's yeah. just everybody like sitting down, crying, getting drinks, having food, taking a shower, and being like, "Where do we go from here?" Bedtime. Like, yeah. oh, so Probably all like eating food, crying in the shower. <laughs> like that's yeah. Bedtime. Finally. So so we don't we still don't know if there will be a shower available because we haven't decided to go back to town. We haven't yet. decided to go back to town. The last we said we're going straight to the portal, so oh, there's going you to still be have arguments. to go through town for that. No, we can go around round town. Yeah, make it longer. Make it longer. Sure. <laughs> Aster's going walking, and you're going around town. Aster's gonna like, like wiggle out of uh, Jack and just go bath. <laughs> Aster, you guys see Aster just going to the east. You're like, Aster, wiggle. where are you going? Aster's like bath. Aster has like find bath as a spell, and it's just like it's no, just, it's like, like hones it's, in. That's find the one like waterfall and grotto that is in this area. <laughs> Aster's right, got like Aster's got like the quest marker that's just pointing at their house, being like bath. <laughs> I love it. So All the right. next, the next, uh, the next t- title of the next uh, episode is gonna be like baths and uh, like arguments and water baths something. It's gonna be like baths <laughs> and arguments or something like that. Make that make sense. Double will just be yeah. bath. Bath. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. I'm gonna go reach out my books. It is my day off, but I'm gonna be back to organizing. I'm reorganizing my re- my li- my bedroom at this point. So yes. segment's not happy at me because every time I move something, she sits on it, and then I move it again, and she's like, "What the hell?" Yep. Okay. So goodbye, everybody. We bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm gonna go reach out my books and make my cat even.